Welcome to the 11th Chud Podcast. My name is Nick Nunziata. I am the bright burning star of Chud.com. Alongside me is Mr. Justin Waddell. How you doing, Justin? Hey, how you doing? Great. And in lieu of Steve Murphy is Mr. Russ Fisher. How you doing, Russ? I have more than a story by credit. This is true. What is it? Where, where is Steve? Steve is involved in an after school special right yeah, now. Apparently. Yeah. So we'll just let him take care of business and 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 i'll leave the mystery to you the listeners to wonder what the fuck mr murphy got himself into or what he didn't get himself into <laughs> you know what i'm saying so we um this is the week that miami vice opens as well as uh john tucker must die scoop and little miss sunshine is it john tucker or jonathan tucker john john tucker. jonathan tucker is a guy from texas chainsaw massacre is it is yeah that's the guy with the, the director the guy Not, with glasses who dies. Oh, who's the who's the guy that Jonathan Leavesman? The director Nispel Nispel is that? Oh, Marcus Nispel, right? Yeah. yeah. Who was the guy that got fired off of End of Days? Did he? Yeah, he was the guy that was fired off of End of Days. Who uh, Peter Hyams replaced? That's a good idea. That movie's not as bad as people give it credit for. End of Days. End of Days. It's not a very good movie. So people saying it's the worst piece of shit of all time, and you think it's just bad. It's 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 a modest night out at the movies. There were some decent. There was moments in there where Schwarzenegger was acting. But the, you like Kevin Pollock, so you're kind of a Kevin Pollock. Apologist. Was he in that? Yeah, yeah. He's the like, sidekick. Uh, well, Gabriel Byrne and Schwarzenegger is who I remember. But Byrne is fun. Byrne is fun in that. You got to give it that. But beyond that, I don't know if I could go as far as a decent night out at the movies. That's Burn is fun. Yeah, man. but you don't love Satan as much as I do. Burn is fun. Tell that to uh, Ralph Macchio on the Outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking of a good. <laughs> so John John Tucker must die. Yeah. No, that's the that's the big one this week, and everybody's excited about, right? <laughs> yeah. Lines out the door. Well, why do you think that they put that? Do you think that's effective counter programming against against uh, uh, Miami Vice? Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Well, Little Miss Sunshine is like one of those movies that at the at the festival everybody's talking about, but it's not really getting a whole lot of uh, there's not a whole big a lot of buzz around it right now, is there? I know the critics really like it, except for Entertainment Weekly. They really like they didn't like oh it, they didn't like it, which is beautiful. That means it's probably fantastic. Yeah, those cocksuckers. E Weekly. Let's just call it E Weekly. E W. Let's just nickname it E Weekly. Are you pronouncing the weekly W E A? Oh yeah. Oh, you're awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, Miami Vice opened this week with two of us have seen it. What did E Weekly What's think? What's funny is we only have three people in the podcast, and somehow we couldn't get all three of us to see that movie. I couldn't. I couldn't see it. It's Justin. I couldn't. I could not see the... But we all did see next. a movie that opened last week called Monster House. Saw that today. Yes, we did. Just right now. before the podcast. So, you're we welcome. We saw it for the, before the podcast. We are like, we should all see a movie for the podcast to talk about what's the movie everybody's talking about, Monster House, right? Nick wanted to see. This is what Nick wanted to see. 
I'm not. I'm not even guilty. I don't even feel guilty. Tokyo, about it. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I want to see that movie. It's at the Dollar Theater. I want to see it. We Russ and I didn't agree to that. I've noticed Tokyo Drift didn't come up. I w- I didn't, oh, even I didn't hear about it this. To Russ. Oh, because I would have said yes. I had to pe- get it past you. You were the fucking. You're obstacle. such a piece of shit, Russ. You wouldn't have said yes. Now that I would have right. said yes. Cut to a couple hours ago, you wouldn't want to go. Russ is the guy, the only one among us who has actually seen a drift race. That's right. I saw a drift race in Vegas last week. Did you? Hot as balls, 114 degrees, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there was burned rubber in the air, uh, Japanese girls wearing nothing, and uh, a lot of... Uh, Sounds like last night at my pad. Oh, sorry, guys. I drifted <laughs> off. You see what? It was amazing. Okay. I, I only saw two... American drift fans with black eyes. So I think that tells you the drift demographic. Hmm. I, I, I personally uh am I'm 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 anxious to see how Luke Lucas Black runs with his first starring vehicle vehicle. Vehicle. You know? Yeah. Plus I, every the problem is everyone knows about the big spoiler at the end. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. You mean true. the one on the car? The the, <laughs> the spoiler that the film at the end turns out to be vapid. Right. But I don't care. I, I, do, I actually like... I think the, the Fast and the Furious films have gotten increasingly better. No, you could talk oh, about see, all, thought, the, all the once could, that it's happened. I thought we had talked about Lady in the Water. Got started on Lady in the Water well, there could, for a second. But. You could talk about the spoiler. Are we trying to like leave it out? Like, What are you worried about? The last thing I'd want to do is spoil some youth's adventure at the movies or at home on video finding out the truth about what happens at the end of Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. That Vin Diesel's in it? Uh-oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> There we go. The cameos. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, it would have been better if they kept a secret. He's in the trailer, isn't well, he? Fuck him. I mean, if you know, look, Vin Diesel's in it. That makes two of those this summer. What? B- big summer movies where cameo an older character shows up. What was the other one? Oh, I'll get yelled. Pirates at. of the Crybaby. Pirates movie. of the. Pirates of the Theme Park ride. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but everybody's seen that movie. I mean, they know that, that what happens. Uh, no one's seeing it. Yeah, nobody <laughs> cares about that movie. They're all going to see Superman Return. No one's seen it because they're too busy fucking buying tickets for it. <laughs> so that's a big hit. Move on. Yeah. The yeah, Tokyo but, Drift. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I think it didn't it do okay. J- Justin Lin directed it, right? Justin Lin? Justin yeah. Fallen from Grace Lin. Fallen from Grace. Come on. Better Luck Tomorrow was great. I didn't see it. It's great. I mean, what he you was, know, Mr. Redgrave. I can't come to the phone right now. I'm just in Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't he? Ta- wasn't he uh, talked about for the old boy remake? At one he, point, he's still being talked. Yeah, about he's still for doing it. it. He's still talking. I think he's talking about it more than anybody else is. The though. box office take for the drift is as such. Looks good. Um, sixteen million. Are you serious? Worldwide. How oh, worldwide? Okay. Let's see here. Uh, it's done in in the states. It's done sixty point one. That's not bad. How much did it cost to make? Can it cost that much to make? No, it probably twenty four. Mm-hmm. No, that's the opening weekend. I don't have a budget. Nice, uh, nice, Justin. Justin, that's got that's got to send. That's got to. He's got to be able to direct another. That film. sends a message. Um. So we saw Monster House. We saw Monster House, and the great thing was there was nine hundred and seventy one trailers before that film. That is the great thing. It well, was great. I'm well, because they this. because they all featured teeth being ejected from yeah from dentures. and guys getting hit in the nuts. 
Yeah, what's up with the kid? The, what they did is they showed a bunch of uh, CGI. You Let's know, try to remember movies. the names of these. It's hard to keep track of the Ant Bully. The Ant Bully, which is already in theaters. Right, that came out this weekend. Right, another a lot. This is a kind of a packed weekend. So Ant Bully. Uh, flushed away the Ardman. That was the Ardman one. CGI. Uh, open season. Open, open season. season. I like the animation. Of open season. Congrats. Um, something. The one Congrats. the Disney film. The Meet the Robinsons. Oh yeah. Which which looks three D. I love how they present that as some big thing because it's next summer and they're like, hey, fucking, you're welcome. Here's a trailer for this thing seven years away. Yeah, it's like they don't have. They only showed like a couple seconds. So I was disappointed. I wanted to see a lot more. What else? Um, there was a lot more. Uh, Zoom. Night at the Museum. Not animated. Oh, yeah. Zo- yeah, you're right. They did show one non-animated Two. one. Night at the Museum and Zoom. Oh, Night at the Museum. You're right. Though most of Night at, Mu- Night at the Museum and Zoom are animated anyway. So, so. Ben Stiller's Night at, Night at the Museum and... Um, ben uh, Stiller and Owen Wilson and... CGI. Zoom might, actually, Zoom might have been the worst trailer, though. Here's the thing that... Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the Night at the Museum trailer. I know you guys have, but I'm talking to the audience at this point. There's, there's something... There's, there, the, the movie isn't realistic really to start with but I don't like the fact that there is a T-Rex skeleton that is demure enough to drink from a water fountain and still wants to eat men you figure if a creature 15 feet tall is 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 uh, complex enough to know how to operate a water fountain probably knows how to go cook a no, meal yeah, thing, might be able you're to not seeing the end of that scene whenever he probably jumps on Ben Stone and starts licking him like he's a dog I mean that's probably what's going to happen you know, because he's going to be a cute little T-Rex. Did you write the movie? How I mean, do you that's lick like, someone without a tongue? Well, when you're drinking, just bones, you can't lick. He was for drinking, shit. wasn't he? Look, mean, phantom pisses. tongue, phantom tongue. Hmm. Maybe licked him with I, his. I think Diane Lane got that a couple of times, even though she didn't marry Billy Zane. <laughs> Maybe nudges him with his jawbone and attempt to lick him. You know what I'm saying? It was like they kind of simulates. T-Rex have a jawbone, right? Big old jawbone. To yeah, fantastic jawbone. Yeah. But anyway, get to get into Monster House. Monster House is uh, the great thing about all of those trailers, even the Meet the Robinsons, which was the most prestigious. Yeah, they all reeked of mediocrity in terms of not only the idea or how shamelessly they pandered, but in the in the in the, in the conceptual stuff. Everything. Monster yeah. House actually was really fantastic in terms of its visual design, how it told a story. I mean, it was a good looking movie. Yeah, that's, that's no. I'm serious. It's fantastic looking. It's a, yeah, it's a high quality flick. You're it's welcome. I kind of liked it. I, I kind of I think that would kind of been have been a, too hard to do, but it kind of been neat to see that live action because it did come off as as opposed to the, the ending, which would have been tough. But it came off as a kind of a live action film, really. I mean, yeah. there wasn't a, there wasn't a whole lot they really needed to be animated. Honestly, maybe you know? they're just afraid of getting good kid actors. Well, it's it's very. I mean, it's very Pixar influenced. It's a very. It's a, it's got a lot of character stuff. It's got a lot of skids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not telling a story that people don't believe and trying to figure out how to deal with it. And it it's not all big crazy set pieces. It's not all crazy Zemeckis supernatural stuff. Uh, you know, it's a it's a bunch of the kids having fun. Is it? I don't think it's as much Pixar as it is the stuff that inspired Pixar. Well, yeah, like that's the, probably the right. early Spielberg and, and yeah. the films. Like, yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like it came out of nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Anyway, it's got that battery's not included. I mean, mostly battery's not included. Right. Although the tone is really dark. I mean, I kept getting that something wicked this way comes by. Just or poltergeist. Actually, or poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or like rear window. Or roots. Yeah. I was oh, thinking some roots, but rear yeah. run, rear window. You know, Shogun. he's spying. They look a kid spying on his neighbor, right. his house. Thinks something's up. Um, it's just, it's kind of a strange movie. I mean, the, the the backstory of the house is a little bit odd. I thought, but yeah, it's um, got the yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to give anything or, away, but the it's porch got a lot of, story. Hmm? 
But uh, it was a fun film. I mean, I, I was kind of expecting because I had read so many reviews. I was kind of expecting it to blow me away. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of a fun movie. It's a solid, good. Yeah. But that's, we haven't seen a lot of that this summer. We've seen a lot of gigantic movies that are supposed to blow you away but don't, but aren't even necessarily solid fun flicks. Whereas this one is just a little thing. You go in as long as you can sit through the 43 trailers with, with flying teeth. Yeah, they really sell it to the kids, don't they, man? I yeah, mean, they really they, do. They really want the. They, every kid just, movie that's going to like come out just like good dope dealers the, do. <laughs> but they put it out. They put it out. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have some like. Uh, Toy toy trailers too. Hey kids, GoBots. Yeah, a little oh, little Transformers maybe you know. Rock Lords. Hell fucking yeah, Crystar <laughs> mask. How about some fucking what are those Sectars? Sectars. Yeah. Yeah. I miss those bitches. Do you miss them? The Sectars. I don't even know what you're talking men, about. They were like the size of the He-Man figures, but they were fucking insect fellas. They were in- bring up Kristar, and that I mean that brings me back to like you know Secret Wars issue number oh, five nice. with the Kristar ad. The, the Kristars were just a rip off of the White Castlears. <laughs> I don't know if you felt the same way, but you know Monster House. I thought actually Monster House was better than I thought it would be, but strictly on a visual level and the storytelling level. I mean, like it was really. It was really very confident, very fun, and very, very, you know, very cinematic. The story was, I mean, like, the actual story was tender dick, but yeah. it was pretty It was pretty fun to no, watch. it's a fun flick. That's all it is, but there's nothing wrong with that. And, and it managed to, to deliver a John Hader performance that I didn't abhor. Yeah, plus it was mixed in with a funny video game. Great. That was great. Yeah. Thou Art Dead, <laughs> the classic video game. What was the game called? Thou Art Dead. Blood, Throne of Blood? No. Oh, that was the guy called The Hard Dead. Russ is trying to help hand you a fucking life preserver here. You're like, I thought that you're flailing that, with razor I thought blades. That's what the screen there. said whenever you died. I said The Hard Dead. I'm beginning to wonder, though, if Nick Cannon's role was a bit stereotypical. <laughs> the black policeman? Yeah, the minstrel funny, cop. He was funny. Minstrel cop? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty much short of, you know, having him pull a watermelon out of his holster. Oh, I don't agree with that, man. I, I, See, that'd be my favorite kind of cop. I mean, he played a black cop, but I thought he just kind of played a um, he played know, like a, a silly character. He played a wide-eyed, dumb, dim bulb. I mean, super exaggerated, far more than the rest of the characters. Black minstrel cop, fucking snap, Justin. I don't. I mean, I, I didn't notice the blatant uh, racism in that role, but apparently, Devin will have an essay about it. This That's week. fine. Oh. <laughs> Devin, Devin being. But uh, Kevin James was the other cop. Yeah, like it's Kevin James. Wait, okay, I'm thinking. Okay, I was thinking of someone else. He was the he was the fat cop that liked to eat donuts. See, that's fucking original. That shit. is. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. It also managed to make Maggie Gyllenhaal not annoying to me. I don't think she's annoying, really. I think she's sexy, and then then she turns around, and you're like, holy shit. Well, I I mean, I think she's put turned some pretty good work in. Um, yeah. it, it did uh, break ground by pairing Catherine O'Hara and Fred Willard. As the parents, As they the weren't parents. very much. They Holy gave... cow, the girl did the voice for the girl is a sweet little number. Is she? Yeah, yeah she looks about 15 there, Nick. She there. looks older than 15 there. She looks like the Joker there. She looks like the Joker that could ride on a cock. <laughs> well, so she looks like the Joker. <laughs> That's implicit. So, so like, if you were, if you were, if you were a numbers guy, what would you give old Monster House, Mister Waddell? I was gonna give it about a seven, but since all the racism that Russ has brought to my attention, I'm gonna give it a nine, one, (laughs) (laughs) just to be safe. (laughs) 
Welcome back. I'm pleased to be here. I'm pleased to be your host. You should be pleased. I'm, pr- I'm pleased. You look pleased. <laughs> That's because we're drinking hard liquor. <laughs> yeah, it's real hard. Special thanks hard to Andy. Mike's Hard Crisp Apple. God damn. The drink of Mike's assists. alcohol for pussies. <laughs> yeah, I thought I got... I was trying to say I got a little buzz, buzz off of it, and Nick keyed me into the fact that it's 5% alcohol. So my the jig was up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was maybe Justin, the Twizzlers. Justin read the uh, Justin read eleven point two fluid ounces, and he thought that was the the alcohol content. <laughs> I'm not I'm not drunk. I just have to piss. Maybe I confused the two. Grandpa Waddell. The funny thing is, the transition from Mike's hard crisp apple to piss is a very short. It's one. a single step. It is, man. I got it. It pisses right through you. It's like Waterworld, though. You could drink that shit. You could drink your own piss. You could subsist off your God, hard apple pee I mean, we talked about that before, but we're talking about stuff you can't really get over when you see it in the movies. Yeah, never I gets still old. can't get over the fact that Costner drank his own piss in that movie. It's just piss. Which, uh, which Merchant Ivory film was it where the guy lived off of his own shit? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he drank his own piss. Thanks I don't care. You put it through a blender. I don't care what the hell you have. You're still drinking your pee, you know? Yeah, but then again, I mean, like, come and then, on. And then you know Kim Co- Coates shows up. Kim Coates shows up. Did he show up before or after? Pre? The piss is <laughs> the first. Your introduction to the Mariner is his piss. <laughs> As it was in the official movie novelization. And Kim Coates gets killed in that, right? Kim Coates tries to rape Gene Triplehorn, Spoiler. which is fiction. First Don't blame of all. him. No, she is not bad looking, man. You know what? That's that's a that's a God, you're wrong. Tonight. Only on a post-apocalyptic was, yeah, that's post-apocalyptic world would somebody settle for Gene Triplehorn no as way. a rape target. God, man. I mean, even now she's pretty attractive. Right she's now, on, she's exactly. on that, right now, she's on that Bill Paxton show on HBO. She is. What's it called? Big Love. It takes some big love to want to have sex with Gene Triplehorn. She's fuck. She's hot. She's got it going on in a in a kind of an, uh, you know an, in a kind of she might be a little bit too old in a but, kind of altered states kind of yeah. way. I mean, she's no Jamie Gertz. Uh, Jamie Gertz no. is something else. You know what I'm talking about? She she she, she scuttled all of her goodwill with Twister, though. She no no no. She no. didn't look that good, and her no, character she, was I'm, the worst. She, her character's bad in Twister, but she I was still bringing my Lost Boys love. I hate it when she flew around blowing cows all over town. That's not her. She wasn't the Twister. Shit. But she did blow some cows. You know what I'm saying? That's where he got confused. Okay. I thought, by the way, that that scene with the cow. I thought that was utter nonsense. Why are you shaking? I found it very no reaction. I found it very moving. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, all the cow jokes we got. Other cow. (laughs) I thought they really milked that scene. I thought they could do better. (laughs) (laughs) I give that film four stomachs up. No, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't get the Gene Triplehorn love. I, she's a, well, I think she's a pretty good the, actress. Yeah, I don't get the Gene Triplehorn. Like it's, I don't get the on like you. Know, I, I think she's a pretty woman. Why don't you think she's pretty? Just because like, I like attractive I mean, faces. 
Yeah, I don't know, why, but I mean, so why don't you like her? Nick likes faces with skin. Plus, she remember the scene uh, Basic Instinct when she well, her face was was uh, Michael look, Douglas. Look, I thought I thought I thought he was ripping the shirt off of Edward James almost, <laughs> which cut me hard. That was, his, that was his motivation. But do you remember? I th- I can't remember that scene too well. Did it start with him buying her dinner? <laughs> it started with him rip- before he ripped her skirt off. He rips her. He he ruins an outfit. Yeah, he did. Mm. He asked. He didn't even ask her, right? I don't think he actually asked. But if you watch, you know that they put out the director's cut. Did they? Yeah, he rips off her outfit and ties it all around her face so it could have some good sex. Without, I don't. I might be exaggerating, but I'm not a fan. I think. I don't think you think you paid attention to that. To that, uh, because you're too busy looking at Michael Douglas, his quasi love handles, and that. You mesmerized if you will how old, how old was the guy when he did that movie 62 yeah I mean Jesus Christ we all we all should be so lucky he Streets of San Francisco Michael Douglas that's when he was his hottest I believe I have that action figure do you <laughs> you have Ugly Han as well <laughs> I do have Ugly Han remember Ugly Han yeah it's the same they used the same head on the Gene Triplehorn figure <laughs> you're such a piece of piss <laughs> I'm recyclable if you saw her in real life, you would turn you would turn into your own ejaculate. That th- that wouldn't happen. There's very few Hollywood actresses that are worth. Oh, okay. R- worth risking. Okay, a Mr. On. Standards. I'm serious. That, I mean, please name one. Meatloaf. <laughs> whose press release for Bad Out of Hell Three <laughs> landed in my inbox? That's this the, week. the best part. You sent me that. Um, Read it. He's, it. Nick sent me the press release because it could release because Meatloaf is doing Bad Out of, out of Hell Three. His website is uh, net because I guess so the dot .com <laughs> might have already been taken. And, and then I cracked a joke. What? I was like, he calls it .net so he can ensnare his fans. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Meatloaf. Well, anyway, so we were talking about... What are we talking about? Uh, Twister, First we're talk- Jamie Gertz, Jamie We Green started off with... Uh, Holy shit! What were we talking about? No, but we're gonna get to Lady in the Water. Yeah, this is all leading towards Lady in the Water. We're talking about shitty things, so we were gonna. Well, we're talking about the water world pissing. Oh yeah, okay, drinking piss. Okay, well anyway. Speaking of drinking piss, Justin, Hmm? we saw Lady in the Water (laughs) last Sunday. The the thing is that uh, I did see that with Nick. We went to the (laughs) went to the late show because we wanted to avoid the crowd. Um, (laughs) We went to every show because we wanted to avoid the crowd. (laughs) But uh, but Nick actually came. Away. I'm gonna spoil it for you. That's what spoil the ending for you. Nick kind of liked it. Yeah, I did. I mean, you know what? I, I I'm sure it's a no small part due to the fact that I was burned out that Sunday. It was ten. It was like ten fifteen, and I oh, see yeah. Justin online. I was like, "Are you still at work?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "You don't need to still be at work. Let's meet at Medlock Crossing and watch the ten forty-five." He's like, "Justin, are you still at work?" I was like, "Yeah." You must be pretty depressed. Let's go see. Let's go see. <laughs> Great. Lady in the water. Cool. Cure that shit in a heartbeat. Yeah. So I was like, first of all, I, you know, I have I own every Shyamalan movie, and I and I and I kind of like him, and I also hate him. You don't own time. every one of them. I have every one of them. You own his first. one? I don't have Wide Awake. And he he had one before that. Yeah, but th- that wasn't even released. It was. I'm reading. I'm reading the Shyamalan book. So fuck off. You you don't own Wide Awake. I don't own Wide Awake. No. But I own all the all the ones that he's known. You own for. the the substantial the the Sixth Sense and Beyond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm waiting for From Beyond. That's not a bad collection to have. I'd say. I, I, Unbreakable good stuff and, and yeah. the Signs are, are to, by far to me the best. I, I think Sixth Sense, Sixth Sense is 
is worth owning. I think the village is sort of worth owning. Yeah, we'll get to the village yeah. in a minute. But oh. so we went and saw Lady in the Water, and the reason I liked it, it's absurd. Yes, and it is. It's a, that. every character has no more than a half of a dimension. But I know That's it's intentional. Generous. I know it's intentional, but. What I liked about it was that after a certain amount of time, you're like, holy shit, this is the biggest fucking flake fest ever. I'm just going to sit back and have fun. And it doesn't hurt that we were cracking jokes throughout the film, having fun with it, you know. Mm, your jokes were better. Making little jokes. But, you know, at the end of it, I was just like, you know what? For It, 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 was, a f- it was I had a good time. I had fun. I think... The guy- I don't agree with his... You know, I don't agree with the logic of making the movie, but I had fun. I think the guy can... He can... Obviously... He's a good craftsman. I think he can put uh, interesting stuff on the screen. Even when I think in this movie, when it's not working, I think you can. It's totally watchable. Like it looks good. The acting's good. Yeah. There's stuff that's sort of interesting in it. But the, when, the whole okay. package of this film is like it's just kind of. It seems almost dead on arrival. Like the and it's it just doesn't. He never, you know, he packages it as a fairy tale, and he never lets that fairy tale aspect get off the ground. He's always putting other shit first. He's done, and I didn't even care about the critic thing. That was the funniest part of the movie. That was the only thing that talking entertained about the me in the film. Bob Balaban's character, you know, the, people were complaining that Shama uh, basically made the, a critic, a movie critic, the villain, and then he dispatches right. the villain and, and dispatches yeah. him, and and he uses the movie critic to make complaints about film critics in general. And whatever, it's funny. Who cares? But but why when you're when you've got a limited amount of time to create a fairy tale from scratch. Why spend your time doing that? Why spend your time doing all of the making all of these other points, which reduces your fairy tale to this terrible, like these awful scenes of Paul Giamatti being on the phone with some, you know, the uh, Asian story two teller. old Asian college student or you know Korean college student while she's at a club. It was stupid. It was boring. I, I mean, well, the fairy the fairy tale itself. That's the thing. I mean, the fairy tale itself was stupid. I mean, it's fairy tales are dumb. I mean, they're, a lot of them are dumb. But this sound is so ridiculous with the, with the characters. That's what he can't over, overcome because he's got like this, uh, you know, um, the the lady in the water, Bryce Dallas Howard. She plays like kind of a mermaid type. She's she's a narf. I mean, what? Which is the best so mythical dumb. No, creature ever. the best ever. is the scrunt. The scrunt Runt. is like its enemy. And then the, did like, the crazy evil monkeys even have names? The, tree- the tree monkeys? They did have a name. The tree- I remember the Turags or something. Turangs. Those are the Volkswagen. I couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? You're like, right, though. There was something like that. So then the people start talking about, that's the thing. I mean, the, they're taking the story, obviously, seriously, serious, this fairy tale serious, and they're and, and 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 no matter what he does, like the, you know, the, there's like a wolf that's kind of the bad creature, and he kind of does some inventive stuff with that. The wolf, a few things. Yeah. It's called a scrunt. Yeah, no, it's I it's mean, terrible. I mean, I don't know the core of the story. What he's trying to do, I think, is fine. It, it's all in the telling, and this telling is awful. So the, it's and then you really, know, he's really. a he's a character. There's a character that that lifts uh, weights with one arm. So one arm's like ripped, the other arm isn't. That's his character. But that's his character. That's, and, that's and there's, the kid. There's no reason. There's a, there's I a mean, reason that char- the character develops into something at the end, but there's they never do anything with the one arm. It's the movie is stupid. a mid '80s yeah. Super Nintendo game, or, or like a late '80s. I'm mean, yeah. seriously, you go into a village. Each character is there to give you one piece it's of an information. RPG. You talk yeah. to them, you know, yeah, that and, conversation. And after, I mean, like you know, and then if you revisit like the the old Asian woman, like each time you go back there after gathering more material, she gives you a little bit more of the story. It's totally, a, it's it's like. It's it's not even a movie. It's like this weird D and D module. And, yeah, and, and it's not. But one one thing I do like about Shyamalan is that he's Howard. 
uh, into the world, and I think she's great. I think she's really good in the but village. She, she doesn't do anything she in this movie, though. She doesn't do anything in this Spider-Man movie, but she's still. I think she's still a very watchable presence in the film, I, and and I think she. I think yeah, I do, and I, I think that she's a, a really cool actress. So I'm glad to see her, and she's kind of like become his. His uh, muse, in a way, I guess. So maybe I can't wait to she see needs her to hit play. Your wagon to someone else. I think at this yeah. point she's well. become his muse, Watson. She's going to be great as Gwen Stefani in Spider-Man. I think oh. she'll be. I think she looks good for Spider-Man. Yeah, no, I really Gwen hope, Stacy should be great. And, and, and I don't know if this is like I'm like looking a, forward to that. I think that the big twist should be that they kill off Mary Jane and yeah, no one likes Mary Jane. That's all right. No, nobody, no, no, nobody likes her anymore. because I, no, no, it's not even that. It's just that the whole Gwen Stacy story is so known. That you can't just follow that and 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 it be of any interest. The you Gwen Stacy story isn't known to the general public. Oh, it, it is. It's more known than. And I mean, I'm, I mean, the death of Gwen Stacy is one of the most. I mean, like if you if you were to pinpoint the ten most well known arcs in comic book history, it's got to be up there in the top. Yeah, that's 10. right. She gets. But this she gets that uh, that and when U.S. Well, agent hey, replaced Captain. That's America. right. Yeah. But no, what I'm saying is like. He, you you can't introduce that character and I'm sorry to segue into Spider-Man 3 but you can't introduce that character and expect an audience to give that much of a fuck about her in an hour and a half well I mean that's I mean that's I guess I disagree because I don't I don't think most people are I you know looking at the numbers that Spider-Man 2 did most of the people who paid that money don't know that Gwen Stacy's gonna die they don't know that character. They don't know that story. We all know it because if you read comics at all, it's a famous story. But when you go beyond to the to the audience that made Spider-Man the the phenomenon that it was, those people don't know that she's dying. I just think that any rudimentary search on on Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy would obviously. Who's going to be doing well, rudimentary yeah. search? Rudimentary search. There's that fucking nerds. I'm and hoping that the big twist know. is that this is actually the story of the death of Gene DeWolf. I don't know, but I did. Li- I just like her. I think she's a, a very good actress, and I'm no, glad to see her getting work. You know, yeah. she could probably afford a canning salon at this point. I mean, I, I I liked her. I liked her in the Lars von Trier movie, which no, almost nobody's see seen it. yet. Mandalay, Mandalay, which very you, few people have seen. She she spends a lot of it on her back. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's a pretty there, hardcore sex scene. Is there? Speaking of doing searches on the internet, Nick, I think yeah. you fucking. Well, we've talked about this on a previous podcast. But, but she, but she. I mean, going, you know, in, in having to replace, uh, you know, an actress who gave one of her most solid performances as that same character. You know, she did a good, she did a pretty good job. So Angela Bassett, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Judy Dench. Um, I but, did. Th- I did think that um, she spent a lot, a lot of time in the shower in this. Yeah, she was. Had, she felt dirty. She, well, she did. She spent a lot of time in the shower, and they had this huge. Uh, she was like a mermaid character, and I thought the the one sequence that I really liked that was it must have been really expensive to shoot is when she washed her hair with shampoo, which I thought. You know it's weird though, because in my experience as a child, you don't want to ever get your narf wet because then they're soggy and you can't use them anymore. Yeah, yeah, it just falls. You can't throw them. It's Giamatti, uh, by the way. Giamatti's great as always. Really, I liked Giamatti. Yeah, he's good. First of all, I mean, I'm predisposed to Dick Giamatti. I don't know. I just like the guy. He's one of those. He's I tell you what, likeable, though, very watchable actor. This movie's very silly, and Giamatti still makes you kind of feel for his. Character. I thought the yeah. stuttering stuff was bad. It was inconsistent, but uh, he tried to justify that with the presence of the nerve, blah blah blah, whatever. The you, <laughs> so know. you can't even talk about the movie without laughing. I mean, but the presence yeah. of the nerve, <laughs> the nerve. You know, when the nerve is around, he doesn't stutter. He, Did you notice he, when the Wolfman got narfs? Yeah. He needs it. Monsters. Okay, squad. what's what's in uh, Shyamalan's future? Now, he, he obviously this this did not work out in his favor. This uh, he got the critics took a shite on him. 
and I and imagine audiences have fallen. Disney took a shite on him as well. His <laughs> his his home studio, and I can't imagine who's the new who who Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Warner Brothers is they are this cooking up their shite sum- to take on him as well. We speak. This hasn't been a good summer for Warner Brothers in general. So well, Superman and this and between Superman and this. Uh, Superman yeah. though, at the same as much as it is seen as kind of a fair as opposed to as much as it cost to make. It still did okay, right? It's, a it's like close to two hundred million. It's, it's a failure. It's given it, them, given the amount. I mean, and I like it. I'm, and I actually like it more in retrospect than I, I did like even too. when I, I saw like it. But uh, on a purely financial level, it's a failure. It didn't but, do what okay, it needed to do. Okay, it's a failure. But do you think if a movie makes two hundred million, like, it's, and it's going to make a lot more worldwide? I imagine it's already making it. Do, can they just not make another one? The figures that I've been hearing are in total everything that has to be paid from the the long long development stop and go cycle that we're talking 600 million i think they can't not make another one though financially i mean like warner brothers can absorb this kind of losses without hitch i mean like there is no way to spin this as the film made a success because it critically it did it did well it did okay but it was those critics are wrong but also um Financially, it wasn't gangbusters, and it, it was good, but it wasn't nearly gangbusters enough to, to, you know. But you know, it's Superman, so Warner Brothers, you know, they finally got their shit together I mean, and got a movie out, so and they, that's enough. So the and if they, if yeah. I think that I think the lesson that's going to come out of this summer is that Warner Brothers can give another film to somebody like Brett Ratner, you know, and have them do a quicker down and dirty you know much much less expensive sequel and that's that's what yeah. I see as the most likely possibility this film had no right being as not great as it is it's good it's good it's got moments that are very good it's got a third act that is an aberration but it had no right not being great considering we talking about Superman ends returns. up in the hospital how could how could you not like that part he's in the hot Nick he's finally he's finally human. seeing he's what it's finally, like to be human his, his I don't even want to go. I mean, it's too late to go into all the details. He's in the hospital. He's not that good. But you know what happens? What? He walks out of that fucking hospital room. He gets better. He watched some Doctor Phil. You know why? Why? I don't know. He's Superman, brother. No, but it's what he does. But yeah, no. So, Late in the Water did not do well. Um, But honestly, I I don't know. I think a lot of the death of Shyamalan or Shyamalan or whatever is exaggerated because well, he's 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 a creative guy. He's a he's a brand, yeah. And, yeah well, and, and they didn't sell the film well enough on his brand. This was the first film where his name did not come before the title. Yeah, Village contained his brand a little bit. Well, yeah. it, it certainly has, but you know, but the numbers for that were good globally. Did very well in yeah. video, and what, you know, what people in, have, what you people can't have recreate that sensation from Sixth Sense every time. No, not at all. And what people have talked about in the in the wake of uh, the lady is is that it would be great to see him. It would be great to see him direct something that he doesn't write, and I agree with that. I think that would be the most interesting thing he could do. He's that I just don't see him. I mean, yeah, because I, th- I think I just don't see him doing it. I do think you, he's do you got think it's script. that he's a better director than writer? Because I see it the other way. Um, did you, did you it, see the Lady in the Water? I, I was Lady in the Water. You saw that movie? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. You know, no. See, no, I, think, I, I think that I think that he's got stronger skills as a director. He hires very, or at least lately, he hires very good directors of photography. Very good I actors. Mean, he hires good actors. He seems to work well with them. He gets them to do things that they don't commonly do. So, yeah, I've, I say that all of that speaks a lot better for his skills as a director than any of his scripts do for his skills as a writer. I think he really is good with actors. And one thing I like to see in this movie is he is he uh, cast Jeffrey Wright as like a normal, like just like a dad. 
you know and that, well, it was good kind of as a dad who obsessively does cross but he still was kind of a normal it, dude puts like his fake son at fake risk <laughs> but i i like to see him i uh, you know he's always in these kind of volatile roles and i kind of like to see i like seeing him in that role you know and sure yeah um he's got a good eye for actors i think i really do i i don't know i think he's an idea man first and foremost he needs an editor. He needs somebody that's going to rein him in. He's not going to do it though. I but can't, I'm just saying, can like, you see in him a perfect doing world, we're, t- we're, we're 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 dream casting right now. Yeah. And I think M. M- that Knight, was a failed console. It's <laughs> great console. M. Knight, the writer, to me is the more interesting one. I, I heard, I don't know how true it is. I heard that his idea for the Raiders of the Lost Ark film was great. Yeah. Um, I also heard, you know, that Darabont's was amazing. One of the best things he's ever written. But, yeah. Well. But I I think uh, M. Knight's. You know he may he may lose some some wattage as the auteur, but I think he's I think he's proven himself capable as a, as an idea man. It's hard, and it, I think he's a good actor. It's hard to maintain that though too after the because he kind of after the Sixth Sense and then Signs and um, Unbreakable. I, mean, I think how, Signs how often and can Sixth you hit? Sense were the only outright. Like, yeah, I know Unbreakable hits. wasn't, but Unbreakable yeah, was kind of seen two as, as a kind of a loved film, I think, mm-hmm. by a lot of people. And then you find these people that are really anti it, but then again, you could probably find people for every film that are. You see that on the internet. Well, yeah, I've heard on the internet that some people don't like Unbreakable. I don't know. He, I'm not a big fan of it, but I, I certainly don't dismiss it completely. I think that he, uh, I, I see, I, I, he's. I think this is going to basically make that that kind of person. That I think he's going to be like, well, I'm going to keep doing it my way because people are wrong. Fuck it, I'm going to keep making Lady no, in the Water. You know what the guy, the guys, we're. I mean. In the end, at the end of the day, I, the uh, the box office results for Lady in the Water are going to be almost almost moot because it's going to end up profiting. Although I'm sure it costs a lot more than it looked like it costs. No, it, it was a expensive looking film. I think it did not look like an expensive movie, though. It, no, it, it looked, I mean it looked I like a Christopher did. Doyle movie. It's it it looked it, visually it had a lot of the stuff that Christopher Doyle does but, in every movie that he shoots, and that was good. That's obviously but it wasn't, why it, it was, was around. It wasn't, it, Nick, it wasn't but it's not excessive, excessive CGI. It was. I mean, come on. She was in the shower <laughs> all the time. You know, I mean, it, it costs. They had to build an apartment complex. It's not cheap. <laughs> and and and. Paul Giamatti had to stay underwater for a long time. He did in that scene. He did stay underwater quite. He, a bit. Stay, he stayed underwater for a fucking. I wasn't age. complaining about it. You know that was a dry. See, a lot, a big part of the thing for me too is that, uh, as far as dream casting goes, uh, Paul Giamatti was always my dream lead for a Scanner Darkly. So sitting and watching that and watching Lady in the Water kind of back to back and thinking about, oh, you know, I'd much rather be seeing Paul Giamatti do play Bob Arctor and Scanner why the, why the Keanu hate I don't hate Keanu and I think he actually did well in the film but uh, you know I think that hands down Paul Giamatti as as a fan of the book Paul Giamatti is, is absolutely the perfect person to play well, you're the only guy who's seen that and, and read that and it's been a long time since I had a dick in my hands speaking, yeah, of, yes. speaking of hands down 20 minutes at least speaking of, I got one guys I got one what? speaking of hands down end of Die Hard thank you Thank you. Much appreciated, gentlemen. You're welcome, Justin. Russ. Yes. As we end this segment on M. Night. Yeah, yeah. Quick take on on Scanner Darkly. Uneven. I liked it. Uh, overall, I liked it. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. He's hilarious. He's great for the character. Does the guy ever do bad work? He, I mean, does he? Seriously. I, I can't think of much. Yeah. Besides that Neil Jordan I don't film. Like, I didn't like... Uh, Two was girls it? and a, was it two girls and a guy the pickup artist that I really didn't like. One pickup artist a long time ago. What was yeah. what was the movie he did with Neil Jordan that was kind of fucked up? 
Does he was a serial killer in it? Yeah, there's no in dreams. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Oh, right. Ooh, great. Yeah. He wasn't good in Gothic Thanks. either. Let's let's. Actually. Well, no, that's true. But nobody was. And so. I heard it, I heard Singing Detective wasn't that good. Let me Singing Detective uh, was okay. I liked it. it. It was kind of a he was good a in a it. misfire. He was, he was very good in it. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you this: you, Has a guy ever done bad work? I mean, let's. He's he's one of the he's one of the most talented guys there is. He's consistently good, and he's great in Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly is a, is a f- it's an interesting film. It gets a lot of what's good about the book. To me, it it de-emphasizes some of the the whole split personality stuff, which is the most interesting thing about the story, and that's what bummed me out about the movie. But Keanu is good. I don't even like to see Winona Ryder breathing, and she was fine. Why? Uh, she's awful. Why? She's why? Because she fucking shoplifted. Why is everybody turned against Winona? She's fucking hot. She's she's never, great. She stole a career. A no, she no, stole no. a career before she stole anything out of a store. But while you're talking about, hold on. While you're talking about split personality movies with Downey, let's talk about the important one from this year. All right, let's Shaggy Dog. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! She was in that, wasn't he? He was. He is in it. Yeah. Did you see it? We have the DVDs no. sent right around. Here. Yeah, so we're yeah. seeing it. No, 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 no. I'm not sick of for Winona, man. She's great. No. She's been in some good movies. What? Well, yeah, and she's, and she's been great, bad in all. She of them. was good in Heather's. Yes, Heather's is Heather's and Edward Scissorhands. Great. She was good in because she had knockers. What in, else? In Edward Scissorhands. God, she was good. She was good. Dracula. Holy shit! Because oh people were good in Dracula. Who was Doesn't good? Matter. Who was good? Who was good besides Oldman and Dracula? Billy Campbell. Billy no, Campbell was, was good. No, I didn't. No, Richard Keanu Reeves Grant. was terrible. Every Richard Keanu was Grant terrible. Was Gary Oldman was awful. Brilliant. Richard Grant was Tom Waits was great. Tom Waits is fine. Yeah. Gary Oldman was incredible. He was incredible. Gary Oldman was good, but he. I mean, there's no no. Marilyn Strick. No, fans I mean that's great. that's an unfair that's an unfair. Sadie thing Frost was in that. The only movie she was attractive in. Yeah, well, that's he just liked her because she, she got decapitated. <laughs> you fucking freak! But Sadie I mean, en- the end of Innocence. She, she's not bad in that. Yes, she is. Oh, Russell. Yes. And she's lest we forget, fucking hot. Winona. She's very pretty, very pretty girl. I, and you know, this guy, this guy, I I went to. To, um, to high school with used to say and I'll never forget he had a huge the crush on Winona Winona on my bona which I always thought was kind of a nice poetic and a polite way to put that she's well, very attractive I've to run an woman. interview with her so we can have a Win- Winona Chud <laughs> <laughs> that's great I just don't understand the hate no I, I think she's, the love. she's kind of the yeah, pin she up, was the in pin Big up, Daddy uh, right of my adolescence man I mean, she was in a Sandler film yes she's flat She's boring. She's flat. She Did no you see affect. the chest? <laughs> Russell, man. Russ is and being criti- and, critical. And 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 her chest. I came out of Scanner Darkly thinking, does she always have knockers? Those gigantic well, knockers. I think it was I, no, no, she's always had fantastic. Because I, I, mean, I think Jesus. she, I think they enhanced her a little bit. No, in Scanner no. Darkly, because she, she's no, 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 falling out. Anyway. She's always, always had those guys hanging up on there. I guess you guys forgot Beetlejuice. You Beetle, fucks. Beetlejuice, she's like a she's like a Dave Davis. Yeah, and, and she's great in that. And Lucas, remember Lucas, a little Corey Haim, little Charlie, Sheen. <laughs> little Charlie Sheen, Char- Char- Sheen, Carrie Green, Carrie Green, remember Lucas, Nick. You're welcome. I'm, I'm I want to get a little little a toast to a little Carrie three Green. Three for the road. <laughs> three for the road is great. Also with uh, some Chuck Sheen, right? I think so. And Alan Ruck. Who else? Ooh, is Chuck Sheen's enough. Ooh. Don't need to bring Alan Ruck into things. Why not? I'm not a Ruck fan. Why? Cameron. I don't like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nick. I hate Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I guess that guess it's cool not to like it or something. All right. I've hated it since nineteen eighty yeah, well, whatever. Hate, you can hate you can hate I, why don't you I, hate on Gene Triplehorn too while you're at it, you piece of Done. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't liked Gene Triplehorn since she fought a T Rex. <laughs> little triceratops humor. 
Have you ever tried Sarah Tops? Oh yeah. Yeah. What about Sarah Bottoms? Sarah Sarah, Sarah Sarah Foster. Anyway, you guys are wrong. No, no. Uh, That's what's happening. Sarah First People's Day Off is not a good movie. It is a good movie. Nope. It's a fun movie. It's classic. And Ca- and Cameron Matthew, that's a classic that's where character. my hate for Matthew Broderick was born well it needs to be well, reborn like the movie, doesn't it makes sense but the it's love a fun needs movie. to be come back what about the freshman great no. <laughs> you don't like that it's alright Brando's best oh he's, g- he's good in it but you know who's very good in it the lizard the lizard is great Bruno Kirby baby Bruno Kirby's best role was when he fondled some kid in the shower in the basketball diaries was it basketball diaries wasn't it yeah didn't he try to get Leo to give him the old pop around? Little who? Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? This is true. Speaking of fondled in the showers, Lay in what the would water. you get? Lady in the water. What would you guys give it? Lady in the water. I'll give it a six. <sighs> well, I gave it. I can't remember if I you gave, gave it like a, a two. I gave it either a one point eight or a, I think I rounded up to a two because of Jamadi. But I, I sort of think I scored it too highly. Jamadi. Too highly. Yeah. I gave it about a six. The only two. way it should get like a one is if they shot it on on like. Smog. I mean, <laughs> that would get an eight. Why I, would you I, give it a six? Because I had a fun time. Because a deep six. What's the term? <laughs> <laughs> I got the term wrong. Because <laughs> it's because it's it, you know. Would you say this is the sunset of M Night? Nick Nunziata. No. I think he's like a cockroach. He'll come back and back and back. Really. Yep. Do you yep. think he's a? I'm, I, what I mean is that he's going to pop out of E.G. Marshall. So you're not you you don't think do you think this is a bad or a good night movie? <laughs> Can I get your opinion, Nick Nunziata? <laughs> I think it's it's not a good night movie. There's only two good night movies. Yeah, being so, uh, fucking Signs and Unbreakable. I mean, they're no, they're very good. Signs is, I mean, six what about Excalibur. Six <laughs> the director's cut. I feel bad for his wife. Who? Excalibur. I forgot her name. The star of Night Riders. God, Excalibur had Lady in the Lake, right? Okay, yeah, Lady in the Water, Lady. God, in the water. I like how we connect that shit. See, this film's deeper than you had any clue. I've heard there's another movie coming out that has it. A Lady in the Lake reference in it. <laughs> yeah. A reference? <laughs> <laughs> so you think this is a, um, a Shining Night movie or? First Night movie. Do you think it's C-worthy? <laughs> Did somebody have skimmed that pool? <laughs> I think it'd be better if uh, the film starts off, he, he sees the nymph, she goes to the bottom of the pool and gets narf, caught in the the narf. Filter. I know, but she's a sea, she's a water nymph. The narf. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking apologize. Well, say scrunt again. So what were you saying? No, I mean, if she, she gets trapped up the filter and that's the end of the film. Trapped up the filter? <laughs> she gets stuck against the filter and dies like all the other animals. The, the animals yeah. die in the filter. No, but I'm saying, have you ever gone to a pool and opened up the little thing? You see every. It's like the Holocaust of beetles. I thought that the I thought the filter had like a nice little underwater cage with air in it that the beetles got sucked into and got to live. The worst is when there's frogs in there. Why? Because they don't. Is there like a playground for the frogs down there? Or what happens? It's worst when it's full of Ron it's Howard's It's like kids. a little frog Holocaust. What? Yep. I thought they had like a little, like a miniature Arby's down there. And then you hear okay, and this has nothing to do with the movie, but. 
I, I don't understand. You hear these stories all the time about kids who dive into a pool and get stuck to the bottom. Now, you don't hear it all the time, Nick. I cannot go (laughs) 15 paces in public without some kid getting killed in a pool. But you're talking about when the kids go sit on the filter and their intestines get pulled out, right? And that's what you're talking about. And it happens. That has to be some strong suction if they're sitting and it pulls it out of their It is some strong suction. And even if the kids are rescued from drowning, they're like, why don't you leave me to die? My intestine has come out. And now I got to... I'm fucked for life because I try to have a fun afternoon at the pool. Now, no matter how short I am, I'm still touching the bottom all the time. And when my intestine came out, I swear that the be- trapped beetles and frogs were laughing <laughs> as my insides spilled into the pool. Why? You know, why did? Yeah, you know, that, that is a horrible thing, isn't it? Can you explain? The, to get your to get the get the pool hating on you when you're just trying to have a nice, cool afternoon at the pool. Yep. I mean, that's not that's not uncommon because I mean, like. I mean, Imagine if you're a lifeguard on duty. Or what do you prepared for that? <laughs> mouth to mouth to spleen. How was your summer, Johnny? Well, I was a lifeguard at the pool. Good we thing only, was is we only had ten disembowelments. <laughs> so it was a good year, good summer. He's like last summer, I forgot that I replaced the water with glass shards. <laughs> That's kind of how this movie is laying in the water. He replaces storytelling with glass shards? No, it's like... It's akin to a child getting its insides ripped out via fil- pool filter. <laughs> Don't you, you agree? I give it about six. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the sequel. Tramp goes diving. <laughs> So Justin, big fan of Clerks too. Tell us, tell us why. Am I big? I'm a big fan of Clerks too. Yeah, I did like it a lot. You actually. can't not talk about it. That's not true. I barely talked to you since we've seen it. What do you think? You love it, don't you? I really did like it. I liked the first one, and I was expecting to like this one, and I did. I thought it was I thought it was a funny movie. And I thought it was touching at the end. I know it was kind of he goes for the, the sentimental route at the end, Old Smith, but I bought it. I'm, I was there for it. Russ, you didn't see it, did you? I did not. You didn't see it? Nope. Don't care, Russell. Don't like the Kevin Smith. That's fine, but you're in the entertainment industry and you're a writer. I am. see a fucking movie, you know? No. <laughs> Good argument. Hey, I just watched part of Scary Movie 4. That's me taking a bullet for time being. Kevin Smith, like Smith at all? Was, wasn't was he one of the screenwriters on Scary Movie 2 or something like that at one point? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think he was an uncredited script doctor on that suck. I like Mallrats, but that's the only Kevin Smith that I really care for. I like Mallrats a lot. Actually. I like Chasing Amy, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and some parts of Jersey Girl. What about Clerks? I do not like Clerks. I never really liked Clerks. Why? Yeah, I don't, I don't dig Clerks I, either. Well, I, I thought the Randall stuff was funny, but I didn't like any of the characters. Oh, you like Randall? I hate you. No, wait, Randall. He no, I mean he was fine. He was funny. And the and the first one you're talking about the first one right now, right? And the second one, he was good in both. Yeah, you know, I, over the over the top in the second. I mean, they coasted. Yeah, but I mean, that, I think that's a natural progression of that character. I mean, you know, I think thinking about where those characters would be. I mean, it's you know, it's an excuse to do a movie, but I think it really works. Brian O'Halloran is horrible. Right. Well, he—that's th- the thing—is Kevin Smith. You know, he 
he went back to work with people who aren't actors, you know, including the lead actor of Clerks. But he shouldn't have gone back and worked with people who aren't men. <laughs> I think I think it's a it's a lot of it's a it's a lot of fun. I think Smith um, kind of regrouped. I know a lot of people were thinking that he was licking his wounds uh, from Jersey Girl, but I, you know, I, I think that he's uh, he came back kind of strong with this. You know, I don't know what he's going to do next. Um, I, I can't imagine him leaving this world behind very long. I don't, I don't know. What do you think about all the stuff that he's been doing behind the scenes with the press since then, though? Oh, like the con. I think that Smith is a really good um, mark marketing person for his films. Like he's, a, I think he's like genius about how how to get word of mouth he out about attention. his films, and he gets attention. I think that's exactly what he did with uh, the Joel Siegel thing. Is that what you're talking about? Well, the Joel Siegel thing, the banning critics in general, which it seems to have really come yeah, up a lot more now. Banning Poland or whatever, David Poland. Is There's that, what that and he's got something else. Well, and now he's got kind of a little bitch fight going on with uh, the LA Times over. Uh, I can't remember the woman's name. Another comment that was oh made well because she was mad because he put uh, MySpace his MySpace friends at the on the credits of the clerk right like, right she thought it was but the thing is like I don't you know I'm not saying that the guy's level headed I don't really read outside of what he the, the watching his films I don't really read but the MySpace thing where he put the the fans of the that are on the page on at the end of the clerks who cares who cares yeah I, I mean, it's not. He's right. I mean, if she's bitching about that, I think I think he's right. Yeah, no, that's it's that. a it's a ridiculous point to make against you know, him. He, Who gives a shit? He's a, he, you know, that's a guy that lives and dies by his fans, and you know he loves his fans, and you know he he makes money from from being that type of a guy. I think I think it's you know it's, it's smart. I don't think it's disingenuous. I just the problem I have is that I like almost everything about Kevin Smith except for his output. I mean, I, I think he's a good writer. I think he's a very smart guy. I think he's a very funny. He kind of likes some of his comics, right? I, I did, and I think he's a good actor. I think he's got the most charisma on screen of any of the non-professional actors in those movies. And I, you know, a lot of people thought Jason Mewes was amazing in Clerks too, and and I thought he was great in Jay and Silent Bob, but I thought he was horrible in Clerks too. No, I thought he was fun. I thought he was pretty fun in the Clerks too. He didn't have much to do. I think that movie is really, a, uh, basically, it's about the love story between Dante and Randall, honestly. I mean, it's yeah. about those two characters, and really, it's the whole movie is really about Randall, and you know, it's it's about how, how you know, and it's about how those two guys come to kind of accept their, you know, who what what they're you know what they really see, are. I, you know? I, I guess I could see that, but but Dante is the character who's the protagonist, and he gets all of the expository dialogue. Well, he and Rand, it's, it's it's supposed painful. to be. I mean, it's it's Dante's story in the first one. I think. If you don't, if you know, it, it seems like it's Dante's story in this one, but when you really think about it, I mean, it's really Randall's. Um, you know, it's kind of w- what his character goes through, and he kind of gets more of the emotional moments. I mean, Dante is because he's because he can actually deliver them. Yeah, convincingly, I mean, th- that guy can't act. Brian O'Halloran, is that you say his name? Yeah, he he can't act, but I I don't think it really hurts the movie. Honestly, uh, I think there's a certain charm to it, and in, in Smith's film, so. Well, I, I just I was really just I wanted to like it. I wanted it to be good because. I, I, I like Smith. I mean, I mean, I know that a lot of people don't like his off-screen, you know, yeah. sensibilities and the way he responds to the internet and all that. But you know, at the same time, he, he you know, he's good at what he does and, and he's capable when he needs to be. I, I was really hoping, you know, that he would keep his word about saying goodbye to that universe. Once I don't and care. All. I mean, I'm glad that he's doing that. I mean, what what when he did Jersey Girl, which is his kind of attempt to do a. Um, that movie reminds me a lot of like about a boy, but just kind of a weaker about about a boy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, he it's an attempt at a mainstream, uh, romantic kind of 
comedy and it's just that's not his strong suit i mean he, his strong suit is kind of uh you know a lot of heavy dialogue a lot of vulgarity in his films and stuff but you know he's he's pretty clever still at writing uh you know just basically writing uh silly silly jokes in his movies but that i mean that writing style can be applied to a million different things and it would be nice to see him bust away from the whole view askew thing and i I guess move on and and just any different subject or any different characters even uh, to me it's like and and i think what people don't look at enough i mean i know that he's got a huge i'm not a huge kevin smith fan by any means i I like his his stuff but you know to come up with that world and have to have uh you know, even in, if you look at Clerks, the whole idea of having a Jay and Silent Bob and you know that kind of, those two kind of characters—I mean, that's a pretty creative thing, I think. And, and it's such a low budget, really works. Like those characters mm-hmm. really work. And um, you know, the, the customer service stuff in Clerks with Randall is, is I think, classic. And uh, I, I don't—I'm not excited to see him leave this world behind. I mean, I wouldn't mind him to see him take on something a little bit um, like he—you know—he was what was he? Um, rumored to do for a long time like a green hornet green type hornet. movie I, I wouldn't mind him seeing see him tackle that but i don't have a problem with him not leaving this 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 world how this, about uh, uh that you created how about the uh contrivance of his wife being in the movie the contrivance nepotism the, well just the fact that um Fuck-terism. that she is uh the uh the girl of his dreams in the movie when you know, you've got Rosario Dawson there, and a lot of—I mean, it's just—it's just—it's just odd. It's just odd to see. I don't that. think it's odd if you look at the model behind the sequel. He basically, you know, off of Jersey Girl, which is probably the most expensive film, I imagine. But he, he made Clerks for like ter- the second one for five million. He's gonna get, you know, he, uh, you know, all four of the principal actors from Clerks. They're not gonna, you know. Um, you know, Randall and Dante, they're not going to be expensive. And then, he, you know, put his friends in the movie. Basically put that kid that plays Trevor, he he was in, uh, 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 what's that kid, what's the guy that plays Randall? What's his name? Anderson? Yeah, Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson made a movie and that guy that plays Trevor, their co-worker, he's, he was in Jeff Anderson's movie. And then he puts his wife in the movie. But I think, I think, um, he put, he put his friends in the movie. You know, what are you going to do? It, just like the first one. I know. I I just I don't but buy his kid his, in the movie. The I don't kid, his buy kids his, in the movie too. Yeah, it, I don't buy his wife as some sex symbol though. Yeah, but he does. Yeah, but she's not unattractive. She's just not like Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think I think there's overcompensation. Going I think on. that he probably might feel that she's attractive. No, she is. She's you know, and she's you know, she did the Playboy thing or whatever. So good. Did for, she do a Playboy thing? Yeah, she did. Where she's having sex with Batman, or like being fondled by Batman or whatever. No, well, that's. You don't visit the Chud Sex Forum, do you? I do. It's in there, babe. Don't. Don't. So, uh, no, I mean, I, I was disappointed with Clerks. I like. I, I, I know. I, I like. I think Smith. I, I really wish wish Smith was playing Dante, because it would have been a much better film. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously that Dante, in a way, is, is supposed to be him. You know, I mean, I think, but. Um, well, here's a blurb for you. It's like watch. It's like purgatory watching. <laughs> it's like watching paint die. <laughs> but I just think I, I don't know. I think he achieved something with this. I I, I think it's I think it's a, a, a success. I, you know what, I think what, did, what did he achieve? I, I think it's a very interesting movie at this time of his career. I mean, I, I and I, I think like the, the what what he takes these characters through and how he ends the movie. I think is very telling about him as an like. It sounds so pretentious. What am I talking about? No, I just think it's I, I mean, think it's, it's not I a think good a, a nice achievement for him. I really but is do. it? But is it interesting to anybody? 
who who doesn't care? You know, it is, is it interesting to people who don't have any sort of predisposition to those characters? Well, I mean, it's a movie. I mean, so it's like, you know, it's basically a movie about these two guys who um, they think they're, you know, at least the one guy thinks he's a failure. He never did, not, never amounted to anything. He he's is. about to, to kind of take this, uh, you know, to get married to somebody who he doesn't really love and, and to take, you know, to move away from a place he thinks is holding him down. And it's just about these guys who, you know, have been stuck in this... Uh, uh, same pattern for 10 years and it's about that how you know are, are they going to get out of it or not and I think it would appeal to any you know a lot of people that uh, you know not just people who want to go and watch dick and fart you know fart jokes I think there's something to the movie um, you know it's it's not amazing I just think it's I think there's something there I think he I think he achieved something pretty interesting with it no, you right. don't agree that's right Russ you ought to see it because then then uh then you'll be thrilled. You'll hate no. the fuck out of it. You hate I, Smith. I can't, I can't believe that you didn't like I don't, it more. I don't hate Smith. I just, I mean, a lot of it is just based on my res, my reaction to Clerks now. I saw Clerks then. I saw it when it came out. And I responded well to it mostly because I hadn't seen that movie before. You know, it was that super indie, you know, it was the pretentious indie aesthetic done in a real, you know, by just a regular guy. And that was cool. But when I've tried to watch Clerk subsequently, I can't even get through it. it. Bores the hell out of me. It's not funny to me anymore, and I kind of I find myself wondering why I thought it was funny in the first place. I really think it's funny. And I, mean, I, I think, just can't do it. I think it. I think it really still. I think it holds up, especially like I said, especially the scenes with Randall. I think are are classic or classic scenes. And, and I really can't handle the girl, the lead girl in that. Movie. I, don't, I barely remember. Her. I mean, she's the, those two guys are and, the only people really. It, the, in the, it. the thing that sucks is talking like doing. Even critiquing the movie or or talking about the Kevin Smith movie, you are immediately both invoking the ire of like the most rabid and really, I mean, they're unconsolable fanboy type. Yeah, people. but they, I mean, every yeah, you know, that's the thing. Everybody now with the internet and all this stuff, everybody's always they have these rabid fans. I mean, you can you can you can um, group your fans together. You know, you can get people, and so you know, with anything anymore, you, you know, unless it's like. I don't know. I guess my super ex-girlfriend wouldn't have the huge fan base yet, but things like that. I mean, people like Smith who are kind of like these these figureheads are going to have uh, people like Smith, Nick Nunziata, for example. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't have any <laughs> well, it, but that's viable because Smith invites a lot of that because he interacts directly with his fans. He fosters in a way that it. Most yeah, of those people don't do. And, and and the thing is, yeah, I wish that sometimes he wouldn't. Um, like you, you're talking about him reacting to a lot of stuff. I mean, he's human. He's gonna he's gonna react, but you kind of wish that he would just button it up, don't react to everything. But um, I guess that's the nature of the internet anymore. Is you get people actually reacting. You know, well, and I, I, I mean, don't I, think he would be Smith if he didn't react. Yeah. I don't think that the people the, the people look for it. That's part of the game. That's part of what yeah. his fans and I like that about for. him. I like that he does that because because you're not supposed to and that's because what he's done his whole career is try is he's done things that you're not supposed to do and i totally respect that and that's cool and kind of like nick said i like his off-screen persona and i i like the way he goes about his work but i just find that every time i sit down and try to watch something movies, he's done yeah. i mean it's fair I mean, i'm not i'm not trying to get i like the movies about i know that you know his movies have pissed me off before i don't, I don't like everything he's done i didn't like james i bob strike back all that much but um I, I, he kind of turned me around with this film a little bit, so. Um, I think Dogmas is low, low point still. Well, I yeah. don't think but Jay was good in that. that. Jay, Jay was probably his best in that. I thought it was funny. Actually, I like the uh, Damon Affleck characters. I thought they did a good job. Mm -hmm. We well, always like those guys. I do, I do, but it's because they're good in movies like that. 
A flex. Linda Fiorentino yeah. is at her absolute worst. It's, it's. I can't believe that's the same person from Last Seduction in Dog. She's good in Last Seduction, though. She was great in Last Seduction. She was great in Gotcha. You know who else was good in Last Seduction? Peter Berg. Peter Berg. Oh, Peter yes. Berg's great. What? Who else? Uh, who was the other Bill guy? Bill Pullman. It was Bill Pullman. Him and his. He was actually pretty good in that. And there's also you know who else is in that? I think Keith. I'm not kidding. I think Keith David was in that movie. Yeah, he gets killed in the car. Does he get killed? He's the one that uh, doesn't have the seatbelt on. I, I can't say I can't remember that movie too well. I just, I just saw bits of it the, uh, a while ago. Was that John Dahl? Yes. Uh, the man. That was kind of his. The man. Yeah, that was kind of his big. That was like his big debut. I don't know if he did. No, no, no. Wait, well, didn't he done, do one false move? No, that's uh, Carl that Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. He'd done Red Rock West. Red Rock West is great. And that was a big deal because Red Rock West didn't really get a. Distribution. Was Red Rock West before Last Seduction? Yeah, it was before. Nice. It was like because, a one-two punch. Because, you know? Well, Red Rock West was the one that, Actually, that one, Ebert sort of that Ebert and a couple other critics sort of rescued. What because, did John Dahl follow that up with? Didn't he do? Um, no, he did Rounders, but I don't know if he did that right afterwards. No, no, you know he did after. What? A little Ray Liotta film. Oh, uh, Unbreak, Unforgettable? That wasn't yes. bad. It was not that good, though. I liked it. Especially okay. after Red Rock West and Last Seduction. Yeah. I mean, Dwight Yoakam in Red, Rock, in Red Rock was great. Yeah. But the thing about those movies that's interesting about Dahl is both those movies, like Red Rock and uh, Last Seduction, they kind of took like circuitous routes to the screen, right? Is it, they're well, like that a was, cable. Well, or? it was it, Red Rock. What it was, it was Red Rock West, and that's why Nick mentioned One False Move because it was those two movies that that didn't really get distribution. They went to video, they went to cable, and like it seems like Ebert and some other people, yeah, champion, you know, them. notable, cr- you know, critics that people recognize saw them, championed them, and then they got distribution after that and and became much bigger deals. And then, of course, Franklin followed up with. Devil in a Blue Dress. Great. Which people still like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I never saw it. Oh, Don but Cheadle, great. One it's false got good move stuff. in that. Is, was Cheadle a bad guy? Cheadle was like his his little accomplice who was just a sadistic uh, killer. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer Beals, was that was kind of her return to... Uh, one False Move, that's a brutal film, man. Like the, written the, by? Written by Billy Bob Thornton. That's right. Yeah, it's a, and he's he's brutal in that movie. That was that was a big coming out party for Bill Paxton. Yeah, he's that great was Paxton, in that movie. And uh, Michael Beach. But he, that's what I'm talking about. Michael Beach and uh, Great. Billy Bob Thornton, I mean, they were horrible. And they were like, horrific killers in that movie. They were not yeah. friendly. Yeah. Michael Beach was just... They killed like a family. You know, I mean, it's like... Yeah, it's like uh, it's it's like the, uh, whatever, the, the, you know, the Capote deal. That's like one of those True. movies that you, yeah, you just don't see, like, you don't forget, like, that kind of, that, that brutality they put on the screen. But Pullman was great. You mean the bread? Uh, Paxton. Guy, I even confused it. They always got confused. Pullman and Paxton. Well, that's why this is a podcast and not a finance They confuse show. each other sometimes. They confuse. They think. Wasn't Pullman's in uh, Club Dread, right? Yes. You're such a coward. The guy that cleaned the pool. The pool man was in Club uh, Dread. The pet. He was in Weird Science, right? And Evolution chat. sucked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Sweeney's not here to defend oh, it, well. so... So there's our discussion of clerks, and we're more excited about. One I'm just mad that you don't like it more because there's some good jokes in that shit. I didn't laugh much at all, and I, I can't I, believe. And I mean, I I I, w- I wasn't sitting on the happy end of the the row because we had like about I don't know eight or nine people there that night that day, and there was. Why you sit by me? Because fucking that, piece of piss. Because you're a cake fucker. Why do you Why do you avoid me? I'm sitting in the theater. You can sit next to me. I think you were sitting next to Will, which so? was the laughing Scoot section. in between. Because Mister Will Mason had a blast because he's a big Kevin Smith. Guy. He loves Kevin Smith. Yeah. And I was sitting over on the other end by Sweeney, and Sweeney was boiling and hitting hate. Well, Sweeney, you don't need to sit by Sweeney during Clerks. He doesn't like him. He doesn't like Smith. See, I like Smith, but I don't like... Clerks is my least favorite, you know, 
sequel that he could have you done. Could, basically, if you see Mason sitting beside me, you see someone else sitting beside me, sit on my lap, I can make it real nice. You know what I'm saying? 